Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and we're continuing with today with series 2 episode 113 of the podcast, continuing with our study of the Come Follow Me materials. Uh, we are in the week of April the 20th to April 26th covering Mosiah chapters 4 to 6 which is titled A Mighty Change. Um, very important section, as we've spoken about already. We're going to dive straight in uh, to the section, which is titled, Through Jesus Christ, I can receive and retain a remission of my sins, which is found in Mosiah chapter 4. Uh, and this is, you know, as I said yesterday, packed with so many uh, important pieces of information. Uh, so we'll begin straight away with Mosiah chapter 12. Um, now, what I like is... Um, how King Benjamin talks about needing to retain this remission of our sins. <clears throat> we did mention this verse yesterday, but um, there is a verse in Alma chapter 5, which indicates what um, how uh, we can lose this uh, remission of our sins over time. We can lose that fire within us. In Alma chapter 5, verse 26, he says, And now behold, I say unto you, my brethren, if ye have experienced a change of heart, and if ye have felt to sing the song of redeeming love, I would ask, can ye feel so now? Um, it's so true that um, we may lose out, we may, you know, lose this um, change within us. This is, you know, something which we should be aiming to do throughout all of our lives, not just as a one-time experience, because if we don't continually uh, seek to retain this uh, change of heart, uh, then it, it can easily slip back into uh, the heart which we had before. In Mosiah chapter 4, verses 13, um Actually, no, uh, I'm going to share this. Um, I was looking at the talk uh, by uh, Elder David A. Bednar called Always Retain a Remission of Your Sins in April 2016, uh, which is, of course, uh, mentioned in the um, um, Come Follow Me manual, and I shared it on the um, Facebook group yesterday. Uh, but there's a paragraph I wanted to share in relation to this. He said, quote, The ordinance of the sacrament is a holy and repeated invitation to repent sincerely and to be renewed spiritually. The act of partaking of the sacrament in and of itself does not remit sins. But as we prepare conscientiously and participate in this holy ordinance with a broken heart and a contrite spirit, then the promise is that we may always have the spirit of the Lord to be with us. And by the sanctifying power of the Holy Ghost as our constant companion, we can always retain a remission of our sins. Close quote. The sacrament is a key part of this, and it's no, it's no surprise that when the people of King Benjamin received this, this mighty change of heart, they, they had it when there was worship uh, happening. We know that they brought uh, sacrifices to be made at the temple, uh, and so I think that there is no surprise that there is a link there. In verse 13 to 14, um, he also continues on to say this, King Benjamin, and ye will not have a mind to injure one another, but to live peaceably, and to render to every man, man according to that which is his due. And ye will not suffer your children that they go hungry or naked, neither will ye suffer that they transgress the laws of God, and fight and quarrel one with another, and serve the devil who is the master of sin, or who is the evil spirit, which hath been spoken of by our fathers, he being an enemy of all righteousness. You know, I think all of these things... Um, we need to understand that once we have this mighty change, it does not mean that we are going to be perfect from that point forward. And that's something which we kick ourselves, I think, about very often, that we have this change of heart, this experience. And then, you know, we think, right, that's it now. I'm moving forward. I'm there. 
that weakness of mine, that um, faults that I have, you know, that's not going to happen again. And then despite our best efforts, sometimes we slip back into it. Um, and so that can really bring us down. But uh, we need to understand that um, we are able to continue to receive uh, and, you know, re regain that remission of our sins. In Mosiah chapter 4, verse 15, um, it's talking about how our example will teach our children. Uh, and I think that um, I want to share a quote by Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf, uh, who said this, quote, Now, my dear grandfathers, fathers, uncles, brothers, and friends of our young people, we can be of this of great help in this process. I would like to add in here that he is was speaking in a priesthood session, hence why he is focusing on males, but obviously this applies to all members. He continues, quote, King Benjamin taught that when parents are truly converted, they will teach their children to walk in the ways of truth and soberness and will teach them to love one another and to serve one another. It has been said, teaching by example is one way to teach. I would say teaching by example is the best way to teach, close quote. Um, yeah, so in our home, we shouldn't be surprised if uh, our children argue back with us or shout or you know, do these things if we are ourselves are engaged in, in those kind of behaviors. Um, and I think that that might be more difficult, that might be quite difficult for us to kind of reflect on and think about, you know, when some of, our, some of the things our children do are kind of reflected back as a, like a mirror from us. Um, it, it's something which makes you to pause and think about, uh, think about this. Um, but this loving one another, um, you know, and I think it is reflected in the way that we serve and minister as well. Um, because I think that when our children see us actively engaged in our service in the church or, or, look, or supporting or strengthening or helping other people, then they sense that love. And this isn't just a casual love, which is, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, love everyone, whatever. But it's a real love. It's a Christ-like love, a love powerful enough uh, to be compared to the love that uh, Jonathan and David had. Uh, in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 1, it says, And it came to pass, when he had made an end of speaking unto Saul, that the soul of Jonathan was knit with the soul of David, and Jonathan loved him as his own own soul. We're talking about a true child of God to child of God love, that we know and we are knit, I love that phrase, knit, knit, with a, knit our souls together. Um, you know, do we really do that with our ministering families? Do we really do that with, you know, those that we, even that are close to us, are our souls knit together? Uh, I think it's something which we can consider because as we do that, uh, that is actually something which helps us continue to retain a remission of our sins, is that love for one another. And this is where King Menjuin then goes into his uh, discourse about supporting and strengthening those who uh, are in need. Um you know, he goes in the next few paragraphs to talk about, um, you know, he, you may say he has brought this misery, misery upon himself um, and he talks about beggars um, and that kind of thing. And then in verse 19, we get the well-known verse where he says, but behold, are we not all beggars? Do we not all depend upon the same being, even God, for all the substance which we have for both food and raiment and for gold and for silver and for all the riches which we have of every kind? Elder Jeffrey R. Holland gave a fantastic uh, quote uh, in in October 2014, in a talk called "Are We Not All Beggars," and he said this <coughs> uh, powerful um, statement: "Quote for one thing, we can, as King Benjamin taught, cease withholding withholding our means because we see the poor as having brought their misery upon themselves. Perhaps some have created their own difficulties, 
but don't the rest of us do exactly the same thing? Isn't that why this compassionate ruler asks, are we not all beggars? Don't we all cry out for help and hope and answers to prayers? Don't we all beg for forgiveness for mistakes we have made and troubles we have caused? Don't we all implore that our grace will compensate for our weakness, that mercy will triumph over justice, at least in our case? Little wonder that King Benjamin says we obtain a remission of our sins by pleading to God, who compassionately responds, but we retain a remission of our sins by compassionately responding to the poor who plead to us. Close quote. <clears throat> so two very important things we need to take from this. To retain a remission of our sins, we need to continuously seek to have the Holy Ghost in our lives through partaking worthily of the sacrament. And when I say worthily, it's not just a case of you know, making the choices we need to try and make, but also it's a case of preparing for that sacrament and reflecting upon where we are and continually going through the, you know, the, the principles of the gospel in our lives. So that is one way, but also we also retain a remission of our sins by compassionately responding to the poor who plead to us. Uh, we'll continue and finish that uh, chapter tomorrow. I hope you've enjoyed it. If there's anything you've been studying, please share it at Roberts 90 on Twitter. You can email session at gmail.com. And of course, there's the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ, um, study session with Come Follow Me. Uh, and it'll be great to have more people joining and sharing their thoughts. Thank you for listening and until we meet again.